Welcome to the Colorful Plates Podcast, a place for quick bites, inspiration, and information for chefs by chefs centered around fresh produce. Our conversations with farmers, produce pioneers, award-winning chefs, and innovators are meant to be a great fresh way to start the week for chefs, restaurateurs, and others in the produce and food service industry looking to hear what's new, what's coming, and how others are shaping the food service world through fresh produce innovations. I'm Brian Denton, and in today's podcast, we get to hear a conversation I had with Chef Shane Shibley from Tampa, Florida. Shane is a corporate chef and VP of culinary strategy for First Watch Restaurants. He also won the Produce Excellence in Food Service Award for casual family dining from United Fresh in 2017. We spoke in Chicago on the floor of the United Fresh Convention. We'll pick it up as he starts sharing about First Watch Restaurants. First Watch is a breakfast, brunch, and lunch restaurant. We're open 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day. Um, we are not a health food restaurant, so to speak, but we do have healthier options. Um, we have things like avocado toast. We have a great fresh juice program. But if you want a triple stack of chocolate chip pancakes, you can still get that too. <laughs> so we like to, to play, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, both sides of the field um, as far as healthy options go. So uh, your, your long and illustrious title, um, yeah. what does it practically work out to be? Um, so I, on paper, yeah, it does look like a lot of words, right? Corporate chef and vice president of uh, culinary strategy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything culinary, really. Um, and it's, you know, from creating menu items and dishes, um, ideation, constantly evolving our current menu uh, sourcing there's a lot of sourcing purchasing and distribution uh, piece in there so meeting with suppliers um, learning about where your food comes from so not only on the protein side which is you know usually big dollar items right bacon and eggs things like that but also you know on the produce side and, and I think that's where I get the most enjoyment, you know, I get to go out and, and visit these farms and, and meet with these people and learn about, you know, all the steps that it takes to get produce from their farm to our back door and, and eventually to our customer. First watch, you have a couple hundred restaurants? Yeah, we have over 200 restaurants um, right now and we'll probably uh, open another 30, 35 this year and 35 every year for the next three years. So we're growing very quickly, um, but it's, it's a fantastic concept and, you know, we wouldn't grow unless we were we were ready. Right. Um, we're not just opening up restaurants for you know just to do it, right. just to get big numbers. You know, we're doing it very strategically, and we've done a great job over the years of um, really choosing the right markets and the right real estate. I mean, we've been around for over thirty years. So, for you, um, innovating in the kitchen, it, you have a lot more in mind uh, than maybe someone that just has one unit. Like, talk to me about that process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I've worked in independent restaurants, fine dining restaurants. I've worked for hotels. Um, but in the corporate world, you know, you have to really understand a lot about um, geography and, and how you can get products across the country. So there's a, there's a freight component in there. There's also an availability, you know, seasonal availability component, but also scale. You know, 200 restaurants is not a small amount. So if you want to run an LTO using an heirloom tomato well, you, you better be sure that there's enough heirloom tomatoes out there to make it through your promotion. So um, it's a, a fair balance of, you know, administrative, um, you know, lots of conference calls, lots of emails, um, lots of spreadsheets. But, you know, that's all balanced with the creative side. But there's no use in being creative and creating a, a, a crazy dish that's really cool if you can't put it in all your restaurants. Right. So that's, right. I think that's the balance of a, a corporate chef's life, as opposed to if you're, you know, executive chef of an independent restaurant and you're going to run something for a week. Yeah. You told me last night that one of your favorite parts of your job is being on the ground with, 
with local farmers and yeah. uh, talk to me about that process what what do you enjoy um I just enjoy learning, I think, you know, uh, that's a big part of this job. And I, I think as, as chefs, as culinarians, um, we have a responsibility to educate. So the more I learn, the more I'm able to communicate that to my teams, um, other chefs, um, servers, you know, and eventually our customer. But I, I, I do um, really enjoy that piece of my job where I'm able to travel around the, the country and the world and learn about, you know, where things come from. Um, and I, I like to share that as much as I can. We recently took you know, 11 of our general managers in the Tampa market to the strawberry fields this winter in Florida, you know, in partnership with the Florida Strawberry Growers Association. You know, it's trips like that, that like you see the smiles on their faces. Yeah, I get to do this all the time, but to see the smiles on, on faces where like, I never realized that, you know, strawberries were packed by hand or that there's all these different varieties, you know, that that's cool for me. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing and, and hearing you know the things they have to say after a trip like that. That's great. Uh, do you have a, a piece of produce, fruit, or vegetable that is possibly your secret weapon or something that you're enjoying innovating with right now? <sighs> oh man, um, that's a tough one. You know, <laughs> personally <laughs> yes, but <laughs> personally yes. In, in the in the restaurant, you know, I would say kale. Uh, it treats us. It treats us really well. And mm-hmm. you know, I. I I have a smile on my face right now. I'm just thinking, you know, I read a statistic. I, I want to say either 10 or 15 years ago, the largest buyer of kale was Pizza Hut because they were using it to line their buffets. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's That's crazy great. to think about where it is today, right? Kale's <laughs> it at Chick-fil-A and yep. everywhere. We're, yep. We use a ton. I mean, we use a ton of kale. We roast kale. Uh, we have it in, in a couple different quinoa dishes. We have it in uh, uh, frittatas. We've used it in omelets. We juice kale every single morning fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things that, like, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, if you would have said, hey, this is going to be the biggest thing in the industry, no one would have believed you. But here we are. So um, you've talked about education and Mm -hmm. you being educated, but also (laughs) passing the education on to your consumers. And a lot of real estate on your menu is mostly being taken up by the items for sale and stuff. So how are you educating your consumers? You've got to be creative, man. I mean, your social media game needs to be really strong. Um, You know, use Instagram, use Twitter, use Facebook, and direct your consumer to your website. We just rolled out an app. So um, I would say the social media side is really where you have um, the most quote-unquote real estate to communicate those things. You're right, on a menu, like I, I can only maybe even list the name of a, a grower or something or, or a, a region where it's from. I can't tell the whole story. But for those who want to know more about it, and it's it's turning out to be the younger crowd who wants to learn more about it, and they're the ones that are immediately like, okay, I'm going to go to Instagram and see um, a story on it or see photos on it. Um, but they know where to look. You need to make sure that you have the things that they're looking for available. Thanks again to Shane for spending time with us. And please remember to visit colorfulplates.co for a plethora of resources, including fresh produce information like guides to ripeness, varietal info. Shane shared a little bit about the importance of seasonality and and regional availability. That's all on that great website, colorfulplates.co. It's tips and tricks for food service from K-12 to fine dining. Also, subscribe to this podcast and feel free to drop us a note. Podcast at colorfulplates.co. Tell us what you think of the podcast and and what you'd want to hear from us. Uh, An interview, a a profile of a chef, um, what kind of features would be interesting to you? Thanks, everyone, again. Stay fresh.